okay, but let's 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 say this. It's kind of like pizza. Okay, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. That's just demonstrably false. What? A bad pizza is inedible. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 218. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, and joined to me t- joined with me today is one Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And one Brogan King. Hello. I was considering saying two Brogan Kings just to see what the reaction was going to be. Uh, I would try really hard to make it seem like I was more than one person, so I feel like that was a missed opportunity. It was, yeah, because then I would have, see, she would have said hello, and then she probably would have said hello again, and then I would have just, like, edited the two on top of each other so it sounded like two people. Uh, Would would, Would the plural of that be Brogan's King? I don't think so, but I like to think about the concept. Well, right. And I am and joined this evening by two Brogan Kings. I would have said Brogan Kings. Fair. Uh, or I would have. Uh, uh, I would not have used the Grands Prix. Uh, Grands Prix, Grands exactly. Prix proper or or Magic's Fest is what they would be now. <laughs> Magic's Fest. I don't. Fest. I don't think that's how that I works. Don't, I don't know that that no, works I, that I, way, but I. But I like. I like that you're committing to it. I yes. know. I'm committing to it. Uh, multiple Magic. Multiple Magic's Fest are called Magic's Fest. All right. So besides Grand's Pre and Magic's yes, Fest, yes. Uh, <laughs> what do um, we got? So last episode, uh, we covered how to run a pre-release, and this particular episode, episode two hundred and eighteen, we're going to be talking about certain cards that you might see in the Ravnica uh, Allegiance set that is coming out the pre-release this weekend. So this is the episode that we do every three months, roughly, where we talk about (laughs) our favorite rules-intensive new cards, answering your questions before your players ask them to you. I like that, uh, I like that new tagline. Yes. Well, there's also, you know, JudgeCast reading the release notes so you don't have to. Also good. Dun-dun-dun. So, uh, what's, what's coming up with the, with the new set? We got new cards and, you know, with new cards, we have uh, returning stuff. Um, not too much returning stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so we want to talk about the new stuff, right? So yeah. the returning stuff is hybrid mana split cards. Uh, well, there's yeah. also, there's also the, um, uh, watermarks on cards are returning for yes. their, for the relevant guilds. Yeah. And so each, each guild has, uh, has uh, little watermarks in the background. It means absolutely nothing in terms of rules. It's just to tell you what guild that card is part of. Um, also, uh, mana is returning. Uh, <laughs> lands, creatures, yeah, creatures lands are coming back. Will, lands are coming back. Uh, yeah. they 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 dipped in popularity a while back, uh-huh. uh, but now uh, they're returning with uh, 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 with a. I heard with return I heard, to return uh, blocking is coming back for all of the guilds that are not Rakdos. Um, well, <laughs> it's gruel block. But gruel, it's, it's gruel funny. sometimes blocks. Yeah, it, it's funny that we're having three Ravnica sets. So in a sense, blocks have come back. <laughs> a uh, so uh, oh, yeah, we get hybrid mana and split cards. Yay yeah, us. Now we talked about um, those uh, in the last uh, release notes episode. So if you need a primer on those, uh, you can jump back to that. But just in brief, hybrid mana is like. If something is black-red hybrid, you can pay either black or red mana for it. And split cards are, well, two cards on the same piece of cardboard. You get to choose which one you're casting. 
that you have to tilt your head all awkwardly to see. Oh, you can always tell when people are drafting them. <laughs> yep. Like if somebody, if somebody's, or, or when people draw them, this is my favorite. When somebody draws a card and turns it sideways to read they it. They turn it, they rotate it. Yep. I, I definitely hold those in my card, in my hand a different way than I hold all my other cards. And I, I accept that this is, a tell. this is not great. Uh, I appreciate that Magic Arena, uh, doesn't do this to you. Uh, yeah. I've been playing Arena when it, when a, uh, split card comes up, it, it actually shows one on top of the other. Uh, oh, uh, just the pictures, one on top of the other, and then when you zoom in on it, it shows you all the text for them. So you never see them sideways ever. So you never make a uh, make a spectacle of looking at your hand. You never make a spectacle of looking at your hand. Which uh, a spectacle? Which, by the way, is our first mechanic. Spectacle. Uh, it's a Rakdos thing because apparently they're a circus. Uh, it's a, a big old party. It's a big old party. It's a big old uh, constant like street show, but the worst kind of street show. <laughs> We're the best. To you. To yeah. you. Let's not judge. I mean, it's kind of terrifying. Like, everything Our about Rakdos is legitimately terrifying. Um, That's true. So, uh, uh, the way Spectacle works, um, basically, if if a card has Spectacle, it will say Spectacle, and it will have a cost after that. And if a, an opponent has lost life this turn, you may cast this card for its Spectacle cost instead of its regular mana cost. This is an alternate cost, so you can't combine it with other alternate costs like flashback or whatever. But the card will often do something different uh, when you cast it for its spectacle cost. Not always. Sometimes it's just, like, cheaper. But often it will do something different when you cast it for its spectacle cost. It, it will uh, sometimes have a self-replacement effect or something to that effect. Uh, yeah, it doesn't care about net life loss. So, like, if your opponent lost some life and then gained more life, they still lost life this turn. It doesn't care if it was total loss just that they, in fact, lost life. Um, Sounds good. Uh, and it doesn't change the timing. If some, When it says you can cast it for its spectacle cost, you still have to cast it whenever you could normally cast that spell. So if you have a, a sorcery and they lose life on their turn, I can't be like, boom, spectacle, get in there. Right. You can't be like, ah, okay. got him. They uh, lost life, right? Yeah. I can. It says I can cast the spell. Get in there. Uh, yeah, that does, does not work that way. No. Cool. What's it's next? Fine. What's the next? We have a bunch of mechanics. So, what's the next one? Uh, I have an addendum to your uh, description here. Addendum. Uh, that must be the Azorius mechanic. That sounds like <laughs> it sounds. It sounds it, very paperwork. It sounds like it involves paperwork. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it involves paperwork. So, uh, it's got to be Azorius. Um, and it is. Uh, addendum is an ability word. Uh, it's just a little word in italics that has no real rules meaning, but indicates something about the card. Uh, addendum lets you get something extra or cool if you cast a spell during your main phase. Um, or uh, just is... It does does addendum do anything else? Is it literally just I, casting things I during your main phase? I think it's just... I haven't seen anything that isn't if you cast this during right. your main phase. That's, that's what yeah. I thought, but I didn't yeah. want to lie. Yeah, it's uh, um, there's one. There's at least one that's awkward because it's a permanent. Um, there might be more than one, does but like the permanent have flash. Uh, yeah, that would do it. Um, but the uh, addendum abilities um, of instance will apply while the spell is resolving, um, not uh, like after you cast it, but before the spell resolves. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. If it's countered, you don't get the additional addendum piece. 
Um, there's a card called Sphinx's Insight that is two blue-white instant draw two cards. Um, it has addendum. If you cast the spell during your main phase, you gain two life. Um, if you cast it during your main phase, during its resolution, you will gain two life after you draw the two cards. Um, if you copy a spell with addendum, the copy will not have addendum uh, because you are not casting the copy. Mm-hmm. And it's not a choice you made that gets to be copied also. It's just, it's something that's che- the spell is checking for. Yep. But yeah, it's it's not, addendum itself does not have any inherent meaning. It's just indicating that this will do something cool if you cast it during the So wait, let me make, this, make sure I understand this. The Azorius have an ability called addendum, where the addendum doesn't mean anything. Paperwork, Jess. <laughs> you gotta you gotta spend all your time cutting through that red tape, and then uh, while all- you're doing that, you will you will perish. Oh no! And, will and I go then to what the happens? Afterlife? Yeah, exactly. So um, this is probably going to be the hardest part of the podcast for me, where I have to announce what guild the afterlife uh, mechanic belongs it's, to. It's Orzhov. <laughs> it's it's not Orzhov. It's Orzhov. Yeah. It's not. It's 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 GIF. All right. It's not <laughs> GIF. I'm okay. I'm I'm going to accept however somebody wants to say it. I'll say Orzhov, and I accept if that's not technically okay. Correct. So it's Orzhov, Orzhov. Like there, if there's a group of people who gets to make this decision, it's the creative team at Wizards of the Coast, right? Did Did anyone say Obzon? Is that how that's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, your argument is solid. You've convinced me. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, to, to summarize for anybody that's not in the know here, uh, the, the, the creative people at Watsi apparently call this Orzhov uh, when everybody else in the world calls it Orzhov. They can be wrong. Um, and they are in this particular instance. Uh, and I have no problems invoking uh, magic judge program coordinator powers to, to you know make this uh oh um evoke isn't yes. in this set brian ah, expletive <laughs> deleted um <laughs> all right uh, so the mechanic afterlife um uh afterlife is a triggered ability uh that reads afterlife n and what it means is uh when this permanent is put into a graveyard from the battlefield Create N one one white and black spirit creature tokens with flying. Um, so yeah, uh, it's an ability. It only appears on permanents. Uh, if a permanent has multiple instances of afterlife, each one's going to trigger separately. Okay. So so afterlife three means you get three one one white and black spirit creature tokens, and they come into play all at once. Mm-hmm. If I have afterlife one, afterlife one, afterlife one. I'm going to get one, then one, <laughs> then one. If that ends up mattering for yes, anything. So yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, or the the Orzhov. Yeah, it's going to be awkward to say Orzhov <laughs> mechanic. Um, the next mechanic is uh, Rakdos's uh, favorite mechanic, you like mean- the actual demon. What do you mean? He's oh, the Lord, Lord of, riots. of Riots. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the next mechanic Fair. is Riot, um, but not like the game. Are we going to play League of Legends? Yeah. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh-huh. Um, it's the Gruel mechanic. Not Gruel, then die. Um, yep. 
It is known. <laughs> so riot is a static ability that you're going to find on creatures. And what it means is that, that you may have this permanent enter the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. If you don't do that, it gains haste. So basically, when you play it, you choose whether it gets a plus one, plus one counter or haste. And you make that choice as it enters the battlefield. Uh, if something has somehow multiple instances of riot... Uh, each one works separately. So if a, if a creature enters the battlefield and it has two instances of riot, you can either choose two plus one plus one counters, or you can choose one plus one plus one counter and haste, or you can choose two instances of haste. Gotta go fast. I need double haste. Yes, Sanic. Uh, Sanic speed. Sanic speed. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, so <laughs> multiple instances of haste. Uh, on the same creature are redundant. It doesn't actually do anything special. Uh, but as the release notes say, we're not going to tell the gruel how to live their lives. It literally, in those yeah. release notes, yes, that's bless that. you. We're not gonna um, so, uh, like I said, it's a replacement effect. What that means, among other things, is that players don't get to respond to the choice of uh, whether you're going to give it plus one, plus one, uh, or haste. Um and you can't take actions while the creature's on the battlefield before it gets the plus one, plus one, or haste. It's not a triggered ability. Uh, and if you do give it haste, it gains haste indefinitely. So it won't lose it as the turn ends. And it won't... It, like, if, if your opponent takes control of it at some point, it will still have haste. So it can immediately attack you. Oh, that's that'd be cool. daggers. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of interesting as to I'd why it. they didn't just give it haste or gains haste until end of turn. Probably, could it not gain? Oh, could it not gain haste as a replacement effect? Uh, I mean, oh, it could, it could easily just yeah, be part of riot. It could say, it, it could, the the replacement effect could say, if you do this, it loses haste in turn. Hmm. Oh yeah, you could just build that in. Um, but yeah, it, it might okay, maybe they just less words, it, less words, and also templating confusion about whether or not the plus one plus one counter went away at end of yeah, turn. Yeah, that would actually do it. Uh, because then you'd have players asking, well, does the plus one plus one counter go away at the end of the turn? And, and yeah. the answer is no, yeah. but I think a lot of people would, would, there's a real chance people would get that wrong, especially if they didn't speak English as their first language. Or Very they true. would ask the question because they really hoped that their opponent would lose, their opponent's creature would lose the plus one plus one counter. Right. So they'd, oh yeah, they'd yeah. intentionally be, so this oh, is, I can't figure this out. This is a little weird, but it, it, we'll get over it. We'll adapt. Yep. We'll adapt, huh? Yeah. This was 100% not intentional, but I get to talk about my favorite guild, the Simic, and their mechanic Adapt, oh, which, um, as Jess has described it here, it's monstrous, but, like, good. <laughs> um, monstrous was in Theros, um, and uh, ad it's uh, creatures that have Adapt... N, where N is a number, that say that uh, is if this permanent has no plus one, plus one counters on it, put N plus one, plus one counters on it. Right. So, um, so if it says adapt three, you just put three plus one, plus one counters on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But only if it doesn't have any. Um, but unlike Monstrous, it doesn't put it in this like weird state of even if the counters leave, you can't do it again because so it's monstrous mean, so i could respond with an instant that puts a plus one plus one counter on it to prevent the rest of them if it had if you were if it's we were using adapt three yeah and you wanted me to not adapt three so you instead put a plus one plus one counter on it so i only get one yeah that's true hmm. is it 
Um, the, the actual mechanic itself, is it a, like an, it's an activated ability, so I could actually activate it, if it's got a plus one, plus one counter on it, I could activate the ability, do something to remove the counter, and then get the counters back. Yes, so, so if you mm-hmm. somehow lose the counters later, you could activate it again. Um, in fact, you can activate it at any time, it just only adds the counters if there aren't any when it resolves. Uh, I think that's what Brian was trying to say, is he, he could, he could activate it if it already had a counter on it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then and then before it resolves, do something to yank the counter off, and then it'll load it back up again. Uh, yep. Yeah, really. you could you could do that. Um, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, there there yeah, could be some. It, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a counter on it that is from adapt at all. The counter can be from anywhere. I um. I, I, go ahead. In addition to that, I'd like to point out that even though I think all of the instances of adapt are activated abilities in this set. The rules are worded in such a way as that it could also be on anything. You could just have a, you could have an instant that says adept target creature three or something like. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, or, or when this, yeah, when, when this enters the battlefield, adapt three, I think would work in templating and be awkward and it doesn't match the other templating, but like it's not necessarily, uh, inherently a, 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 an activated ability. It doesn't have says, to be an says, activated if, ability. If this permanent has no plus one plus one counters on it, so it refers to. Oh yeah, so it has itself. to be all inherent on that creature, but I don't think it's inherently an activated ability. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I could be mistaken about that, but I just think it's an interesting side note. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is. It, it is an interesting design space if somebody decides they want to to try to make that happen. Um. But that's all of the guild-specific mechanics we've got. Yeah, now we're going to get into the part of the show where uh, we talk about individual cards we thought were interesting uh, or had some weird rules questions or anything like that. Oh, yeah. So the the first card that we're going to talk about is Angel of Grace. Angel of Grace is three white-white for a 5-4 flying angel. Uh, the Angel of Grace has four, count them, four abilities. <laughs> uh, first off, it has four. Flash. Uh, it has flying. Okay, so we've got for five mana, I've got a 5-4 flying flash. Uh, that's, that seems pretty good. Uh, when Angel of Grace enters the battlefield, until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. What? I like not dying. Yeah, I like not dying too. So, uh, And then it's got another ability for four white white exile Angel of Grace from your graveyard, your life total becomes 10. Now, its third ability, which is the that, that weird one, um, is a triggered ability. Okay? So when it enters the battlefield, it sets up a, a, a basically an effect that says uh, that doesn't actually prevent the damage. It just changes what the results of that damage is going to be. Okay? So if you are at... I'll use the example of if I'm at two, okay, and Brogan attacks me with a five-five lifelinker or a ten. We'll say ten-ten lifelink. Nice. Okay, um, and it's a commander game, so me being she's going to gain life, and uh, uh, I'm going to die, but the game's going to continue on. Um, what's going to happen in that particular case is I'm going to play Angel of Grace. She's attacking me with the ten-ten creature. I'm going to take 10 damage. She's going to gain that 10 life. But when it comes time to change my life total to apply the effect that the loss of life that comes from damage, my life total is just going to go to one. So I will have only lost one life. 
So, you know, spectacles so still happen. I'll happens. still gain 10. Yeah, you'll still gain 10. Uh, spectacle will still be a thing. Um, now, this also just stops um, damage. It doesn't stop uh, loss of life. So, um, if you have an effect that causes you to lose one life, you know... Uh, you're not taking damage. You're not taking damage, right. So... Uh, you can still you can still kill yourself that way, or if your opponent has something that makes you cause uh, makes you lose life. Um, let's see here. Uh, if you have now, this is this is weird because it says damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. That means if I go from a number, uh, if I let's see how to phrase this. Um, if I have less than one life total, if I have sorry, if I have one less than one life. And I haven't somehow I haven't lost the game. Like, like you have I've a some platinum point. angel in play that says you can't lose the game. Platinum angel, or what was that? That Phyrexian. Uh, uh, there was some card that lets you uh, let your Phyrexian on life. Yeah, Phyrexian yeah, on life is another pop. Um, yeah, so you're still going to take damage, and because you're not actually going through one or going to one or below one, you're already below one. You're still going to lose life. Or sorry, you're still going <laughs> right. to take that damage. So, so, so if I'm at negative four and I take three damage, I'm going to go to negative seven, even with this card in play. Because you are not getting reduced yes. to one or to less because than one. You are you already are, less than yeah, one. Yeah, you are. All, this, the The condition is already true, so it can't yep. become true in the process. It's it's already true. So you yep. just you lose life. Um, yep. But that's okay because you're probably still not losing the game somehow. Yep. So uh, uh, when your life total becomes some number. Like oh say ten, um, you know, like its last ab- its last ability says your life total becomes ten. You're gonna gain or lose the appropriate uh, uh amount of life in order to make your life total ten. So if you're at seventeen and activate this ability for whatever reason, you're gonna lose seven life. And if you're at three and activate this ability, you're gonna gain seven life. Um, the second example is better than the first, except in some corner cases. <laughs> um, and then in, uh, in Two-Headed Giant, if you've got Angel of Grace on your, your side and you activate the ability, um, actually, actually, either ability, uh, because you share a life total, uh, it applies, it applies, uh, in either case. So if your life total would go down below one, it becomes one, even if you're, if your teammate is taking damage. And then if your shared life total is three and you activate the ability, you're, the team's going to go up to ten. And, and it doesn't somehow just affect one of you, and so you have yep. it. Like if I go to t- if I my life total gets set to ten, you don't get to do some weird thing where oh they they were at fifteen and I'm at ten, so now we're yeah that doesn't uh, that doesn't. Well, work. there used to be some really weird weird corners with two HG life total rules, and because it would cause you to gain life, how that affected you and your teammate, and it was very strange. Um, now that's not a problem because they, there's a shared life total, but that didn't used to be a shared. At one point, at some point in the past, it was not this way. Oof. Uh, and it was confusing. Thank you, 2HG. Yes. Uh, for being less confusing. Jess, uh, you seem very sad. sad. All right, we're going to talk about the next card, uh, if that was all about this angel. Um, the ne- I think so. The next card is Awaken the Erstwhile. Uh, I'm not sure. Is Erstwhile a real word? Yes. It is. Uh, like, what does it mean, though? Uh, like, uh, I can I can open up the Google okay. box and find the out. Hold on. Former. Uh, form? That's what it means. Oh. Yeah. 
or awaken uh, the fr- oh that's why because they're zombies i get it i get it okay so they used to be peeps but now they're not awaken the earth now they are again uh, it says uh, each player discards all the cards in their hand then creates that many two two black zombie creature tokens um the the only reason we wanted to talk about this is because it has a slightly confusing wording if you're not paying very close attention uh because both players are discarding cards and it says create that many 2-2 black zombie creature tokens, it could be read as that many being the total number of cards that everybody discarded. But that's not what that means. It means the total number of cards that each player discarded, that player will create create zombie tokens. So if, if, if I have three cards in my hand and you have two cards in your hand and we both discard our hands, I get three zombies and you get two zombies. Um it's not that both of us gets five. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, that's, that is a incredibly useful and definitely not confusing clarification. So I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, if I have two of these, do I have two awakens the erstwhile or two awaken the <laughs> erstwhiles? Um, so while I think you have two awaken the erstwhiles, I bet you're going to have people say, I have two awakens in my sealed pool. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about that? How about da? Nah, or however that saying goes. I'm too, <laughs> uh, Brogan, I'm too old to make that joke. The, the, how about the, the catch me outside yes, one? Yes, that's ah. the one. Catch me outside. How about, how, how about that? How about that? Wow. Um, Brogan, would you like to talk about this this awesome Simic boy? Yes, I would <laughs> love to talk about. Again, 1000% didn't realize this. But I'm happy to get to talk about another Simic card. Uh, Biomancer's Familiar costs blue, green and blue. It is a creature that says activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana an ability costs to activate to less than one mana. Uh, that's a lot of words that basically say your activated abilities of your creatures cost two less. This can't make them free. Mm-hmm. Um, it also itself has an activated ability that says tap. The next time target creature adapts this turn, it adapts as though it had no plus one plus one counters on it. So ignore all that stuff I just talked about with adapt, basically. <laughs> yeah, you can just um, keep adapting. I I think that's very cool. That is uh, actually pretty cool. One of the notes on this card is uh, training grounds grew legs. I believe earlier it said training grounds on a stick. So uh, did it? Uh, did it? I it might have. I believe it might have. That sounds like something I would have read. <laughs> I, th- I think. I think we're we're continuing the feud of is is a a another card stapled onto a creature, whatever card on a stick or whatever card with legs. Or as some people say, on wheels. Ooh, I like on I th- wheels. I think it needs to be art dependent. <laughs> well, this thing uh, sort of has legs. This one well, then is there. We go on arms. <laughs> many arms like like if it was an ooze what's what's that like foot of a slug called oh what is that foot of a slug called right so if it was i an know ooze, what you're talking about it would need to be on that thing i think it's called a foot <laughs> i think it is um but just to, to go over uh what exactly this card affects um to cover what is an activated ability um an activated ability will contain a colon they're generally written Cost, colon, effect. So, in this case, this card has an activated ability. That is, the cost is tap, colon, do this cool stuff. 
Um, some keyword abilities are activated abilities like adapt, um, and they will have colons in that reminder text. Uh, triggered abilities will start with when, whenever, or at, and are not affected by this card at all. Um, they they don't have that that cost colon whatever they will usually say like when this enters the battlefield or at d- they look different <laughs> people will people like to to ask well when this triggers or when i trigger this for things that are not triggered abilities so players get confused about what this may or may not affect and you are there to help um Another small note about this card is because it says activated abilities of creatures you control, um, this will not affect creature cards that are in zones other than the battlefield. So if you have something with cycling, mm-hmm. um, that is not impacted by Biomancer's Familiar that, because it cares about the creatures you have on the battlefield. Yes, and the uh, Angel of Grace that we talked about a few minutes ago is a great example of this. It's It's got... Uh, an activated ability that only works from the graveyard. Um, oh, yeah. That ability won't be cheaper because you have a Biomancer's Familiar. Yep. As it is a yeah. Simic ability, it only works on things that are currently alive. Oh, that's... I, Jess, I really... I don't know if you intended this, but I really like your flavor explanation. <laughs> Very much. Um, you might say I am I am a captive audience to what you're saying right now. We And, and we at JudgeCast like captive audiences. Uh, are you in your car right now? Commuting to commuting to work, Maybe going to school. You got nothing else to do. You just got to listen to a podcast. You're a captive audience. You know what else is a captive audience? Uh, an enchantment for a five black and a red named captive audience. Um, it has it has the following ability. It says captive audience uh, enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. She well, pays now. seven mana. If I pay so seven cool. mana, and I'm just giving my opponent an enchantment. It's a gift. This enchantment's got to be awful. Like, <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's got to. It's with a name like Captive Audience, it's got to be bad. No, um, so it has an ability that says at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So it's a modal card at the beginning of your upkeep. So your you would be the opponent who received the Captive Audience. Uh, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Your life total becomes four. Or discard your hand. <laughs> Good options. Or each opponent creates five two-two black zombie creature tokens. This, Great options. This card is just a kick after kick <laughs> after kick. The only the only thing that the opponent has to look forward to with this card is the art has a fibble thip in it. Yep, fibble thip looks oh. absolutely terrified in this card. As as he should, or it, if or you are, whatever it is. If you're not familiar with who Fibblethip is, go look up the card Totally Lost. There's a very cute little homunculus on it uh, that they ha- that Wizards has proceeded to put in a bunch of other they places. Made a, they made a plushie. Now, if you're curious about how to spell Fibblethip, it's spelled just like it sounds. So don't worry about it. You'll be able to figure it out. To Fibblethip as an aside, uh, isn't just on this card. Brian, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there are actually a bunch of cards in this set that have Fibblethip hidden somewhere in the art. I did. Uh, I have noticed there's a few of them. um, Like there's a random Boros card where there's just like a bunch of soldiers mustering. It might be a Selesnya card, actually. There's a bunch of soldiers mustering and there's just a random Fibblethip in it. Um, Now, now, 
is it actually Fibblethip, yes. or is it just a homunculus uh, that looks like Fibblethip? The, the card Humungulus uh, references looking for Fibblethip and not being able to find Fibblethip in the flavor text. Oh, so, oh, so Fibblethip's just showing up. It's like, where's Waldo, yes. only Ravnica style? It's this little lost homunculus somewhere in Ravnica. It's that's, really cute. That's adorable. You know, since they made a Fibblethip plushie, I think it would be kind of funny if people just, like, hid Fibblethip in different places. Like the like, GP kit? Yeah, like the GP. And maybe Aww. took photos and sent them to us. <laughs> and just show Fibblethip traveling oh, across the globe. That could be a thing. Um, I have a feeling that that's just absurd enough that someone's going to make that happen. So, uh, so anyway, since we've had a captive about, audience to this discussion, yes, let's, let's get back to that card. <laughs> yes. So, um, so like like I said, uh, you're giving the captive audience to your opponent. So now it's them. They're the one that's making choices. They're the ones that are having the bad thing happen to them. Um, now you can choose one of the 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 modes if it's kind of air quotes already happened. So if your life total is already four, you can choose to have your life total become four. And if your life total is two, you can choose to have it become four also. That's cool. Got you. You thought you were going <laughs> to, um, you can choose the mode to discard your hand, even if you don't have a, a card in your hand. And you can choose the mode that says each opponent gets five, two, two black zombie creature tokens. Even if your opponent already has five, two, two black zombie creature tokens. Um, now, once that third mode has been chosen, eh, it's not going to do anything anymore. <laughs> it chills out. It really shouldn't have to, though, because hasn't it done enough? <laughs> um, in a in a two headed giant game, uh, the teams and the your life total becomes four mode is chosen. The team's life total is going to become four. Right. And then in a commander game, um, if a if a captain a captive audience's owner leaves the game, because really who wants to play with somebody that's <laughs> going to play with such a horrible card? That card is amazing, uh, and I cannot wait to fractured identity it. Fractured identity. Oh, so boy. You, so I, I could put a token copy of it into play uh, with oh. another play uh, under another player's control. <laughs> You're a bad person. Great. Um, or each great. each player gets a, a to, each other player gets a token copy of it. So so, so if, they, if you're playing if you're playing a multiplayer game and captive audience's owner uh, leaves the game, captive audience leaves the game with them because they get to take their cards when they leave. Right. That's owner specifically um, owner, not yes. uh, not the controller. Yeah. Um, if captive audience's controller leads the game. Uh, the person that you gave it to, then captive audience is exiled. It doesn't just continue to sit out there. It doesn't go to another player or anything like that. Now, here's something else. Because in theory, this thing could be like a hot potato because in Commander, things can can change around. Yeah. Um, the choices are kind of, once a choice has been made, it doesn't reset if it goes to another player. Right. So if if I've got it and my life total becomes four and then I find a way to flick it over to Jess. Jess has, has to choose between discarding his hand and giving me five, five black zombie creature tokens. <laughs> yeah, because it's the, because the first option was already chosen. Even if it wasn't chosen by you, it still has been chosen for this permanent. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, the next card we're going to talk about is Clan Guild Mage. Uh, Clan Guild Mage is just a 2-2 two -two creature with two abilities, uh, its first ability says target creature can't block this turn. And its second ability says target land you control becomes a 4-4 elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land. Uh, that first ability uh, 
has to be used in order to be effective has to be used before blocks are declared. If, if somebody declares something as a blocker, you can't go, oh, no, 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 not that one. And say it can't block this turn. It doesn't work that way. You have to do it beforehand. It's already been blocked. Uh, and then the second ability is uh, uh, it doesn't untap the land. So you need to be careful to – this secretly costs four mana, not three. Uh, you, you have to be careful to target <laughs> yeah. a land that is uh, untapped. That will that will matter less in, in real life and a lot more online. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it gives it haste. So it's not that big of a deal. Like just remembering to, to the untapped one is important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, online oh, yeah, the, where you the, choose the, the target first and then big. you pay. Oh, that's going to wreck people. Mm-hmm. They'll yep. cry about it. Oh. Would would you say it is a cry of the carnarium? Yes, I would. I would indeed say that. I really like the, the flavor text on this card, which I will read when I read the card right now. Uh, so cry of the carnarium costs one black black for a sorcery that says all creatures get minus two minus two until end of turn. Exile all creature cards in all graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. If a creature card would die, creature would die this turn, exile it instead. And the flavor text says, if your ears bleed, it's a party. If your eyes bleed, it's a Rakdos party. Whew. Ain't no party Which like is... a Rakdos party. <laughs> That's exactly what oh, I was, was thinking it? of. Oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, some, some small things about this card. Uh, the all creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. That only affects creatures that are on the battlefield at the time the spell is resolving. Um, if creatures enter the battlefield later in the turn they will not get minus two, minus two. That would be a kick in the teeth. Uh, however, the uh, replacement effect that says if a creature would die this turn, exile it instead, that will affect any creature that would die in the turn, even if that creature was not on the battlefield as the spell resolves. Well, this so isn't confusing. If I... Right. So let's say I cast Cry of the Carnarium, um, and then I play... A 2-2. My 2-2 isn't going to immediately die. That doesn't get minus 2, minus 2. But if my opponent shocks it, it will still be exiled. Because that replacement effect still applies to it. Um, Additionally, uh, the creatures that are affected by the minus 2, minus 2, they're still going to be on the battlefield when the exile all creature cards in all graveyards bit happens um, because we are still in the middle of resolving the spell. Mm-hmm. The We have not checked state-based actions yet. Um, they're not going to die while this is resolving. They will die afterward, after Cry of the Carnarium is done resolving. Well, to, to be clear, they they will be exiled. Um, but, oh, yeah. So that's the reason that this distinction is important is because they're not checking the graveyard during resolution. They're not, like, jumping into the graveyard. They're they're like being exiled. So anything that triggers off of something dying is just not going to trigger here. Is not going right. to happen. And so I could see why people yep. who may not understand state-based actions will ask a question about how this works. Being an uncommon, yep. I'd like to point out that it is an uncommon. This question might come up more than you think. Yeah, it's, it is very good if you are trying to avoid dies. Yeah. So so if the, if the creature has uh, afterlife, you're not going to get any token. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine is part of the intent behind the design of this card. All right. Uh, Brian, would you like to... Yeah? Uh-oh. What? I'm waiting for the pun. Oh, 
I I I got nothing. I was oh we've got to we've Aww. got this like yeah the the deputy deputy of detention sphere yes the <laughs> deputy of detention yeah. I tried to call it the de- yeah. detention sphere or priest and it, it didn't work it was banish or priest <laughs> uh, it's close sphere uh, it's almost sphere, there sphere looks sphere weird, typed out yeah <laughs> sphere is it sphere or spherier if you wanted to say more more of a sphere than a sphere it's I don't know sphere-ier. one of those is <laughs> the sphereier name and I don't know which one. Uh, oh, uh, so that. deputy of detention is a Vidalkin wizard, which I also pronounce Veldikin. Um, oh, Brian, yeah, I that know. one's just wrong. I know. I, t- I transpose the the the, the letter. You could just Sorry. you could put the the emphasis on the wrong syllable and call it Vedelkin. I, I have I haven't been known to put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, but I have um, I have I uh, legit I legit have a math teacher right now who pronounces it equivalent. Oh no! And it just drives me up a wall. Equivalent. equivalent. These two I, statements are equivalent. Uh, what? Ooh. I I did notice in in there was a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode. Picard said the word charade. He said it as charade, and I realize that's like just a different country's pronunciation. But I, I like that a lot better, and I've I've adapted that <laughs> into my vernacular. I am I am going to say that like I I don't try to police how people say words as long as your intent is clear as long sure. as as long as the weird word is still like understandable as the word that you mean but equivalent it took me a second to understand what the word was supposed to be yeah at any rate okay deputy of detention for for one white blue Vidalkin wizards one three it says when deputy of detention enters the battlefield. Exile target non-land permanent opponent controls and all other non-land permanents that player controls that has with the same name as the per- as that permanent until the deputy of detention <laughs> leaves the battlefield. Wow, that's a lot of <laughs> words in there. Okay, it's so it's sim- easier than it sounds. It it is. Uh, so in in English. Uh, what that means is you're going to play uh, Deputy of Detention, you're going to target something, and then that and everything with the same name uh, uh, is uh, is uh, exiled until Deputy Deputy of Detention Sphere goes away. Um, this ability has only one target, okay? Everything else that has the same name just goes along for the ride, so they could have hexproof, and they're go- as long as the thing you targeted or trying to target doesn't have hexproof, if the other if the other uh, creatures with the same name happen to have hexproof, they're gone. Bye. Um, or they've been given protection uh, protection somehow. Um, if the target non-land permanent is Ill- is an illegal target, when the ability goes to resolve, the ability doesn't resolve. Nothing's exiled. Um, if deputy of detention leaves the battlefield before its triggered res- resol- before its triggered ability resolves, nothing happens. Okay, so it's not an oblivion right. ring. If it, if it, and it's not fiend right. If it leaves, if it leaves before th- this, this ability kind of has a, a, a duration, as it were. And if the, and if uh, I'm being slightly less precise here, but if the duration would end before it would start, it just doesn't do nothing. Um, doesn't do nothing. That's more than slightly less doesn't, precise. Doesn't do doesn't nothing. do nothing. I said I was going to be slightly less precise. <laughs> that that's, that means it no- does something. I ain't being accurate, none. All right, uh, ain't being no accurate. Oh boy. Anyway, all right, all right. <laughs> if, if a token, if a token is exiled this way, well, we all know what happens when a token gets exiled, ceases to exist. 
Shigaon. Yes. Uh, and then the name of the, uh, the name of a creature token. So again, we're, we're exiling, uh, creature tokens, like maybe, uh, uh, afterlife, uh, spirit tokens. Uh, the name of a creature token is the name of the, uh, is the same as the creature types specified when it was created. So spirit tokens have the name spirit. Unless the ability they created it gave it a special name, uh, its name's going to be it's the uh, the creature types. Yeah, usually the named ones come from if you created a token copy of something. Uh, also, there's there's or some that, abilities that, that create Nissa like legendary tokens. Elemental one, yeah. The oh Nissa yeah, one. yeah, and the and the um, the uh, yeah the Nissa one. Nissa Vastwood like Sears flip side makes an elemental that is legendary mm-hmm. that I don't remember the yeah. name of. And I but. I believe there was a Tuck Tuck token. Yes, Tuck Tuck the Returned. Yes. Uh, so again, a bunch of cards you're not going to see at this preview. <laughs> True, but I, uh, I we just like saying the word tuck tuck. Yeah, there's a there's there's a story <laughs> there. Uh, so <laughs> our next card is Dovin Grand Arbiter. Uh, Dovin Grand Arbiter. Dovin. I think it's Dovin. It's Dovin. I like Dovin. I dove in that pool. Do- right? I dove in that pool. All right, I dove exactly. into this card. Uh, Dovin Grand Arbiter. Um, it's a planeswalker. It has two abilities I'm going to talk about. The first one is its plus one ability that says until end of turn, uh, when a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin. Um, this is an ability that sets up a delayed triggered ability. So even though the planeswalker ability is an activated ability, this is a, it, cr- it creates a triggered ability. Um, and it, each time a creature co- deals combat damage to, uh, a player, it gets a counter, but it only gets one counter for each creature. So it will trigger for each creature that dealt damage, but it doesn't matter how much damage they dealt as long as they dealt some damage. Uh, if a creature has double strike, though, that creature will deal damage twice and you'll still get you'll get two loyalty counters on Doton for that. Also, yes. you're doing pretty well there because you're, you're connecting with a creature with double strike, which is usually very good. <laughs> very Typically. good. Um, so the last ability on Dovin Grand Arbiter says, look at the top 10 cards of your library, put three of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This is a very big dig through time. It's a, very, it's a big through time. <laughs> it's a big through time. Big through exactly. Time. Like we have the biggest dig through times. Um, so that, that ability, the, the really, the only weird thing that can happen with that is if you have fewer than 10 cards in your library, because you're looking at them, you're not drawing them. If you're looking at them uh, as Dovin's last ability resolves, you look at the whole library if you have fewer than 10, and you still pick three of them, or all of them if you have less than three, and you put the rest back, if there are any, in a random order. Uh, this could leave you without any cards in your <laughs> library if you only have three right. or less, so be careful. But if you have less than 10 cards in your library and you're doing this, again, your, your life is probably... Otherwise, great. <laughs> All right. Brogan, um, would you like to talk about this future modern staple, please? Would, do you think this is a future modern staple? Yes. Future modern. All right. Electro Yeah, future modern. It's all the sets that haven't been released yet, Brian. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <Okay>. Future modern. <laughs> modern. <laughs> it's what modern will look like in five years. Um, but Electro Dominance is an instant for Red Red X that says... Electrodominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Very cool. Um, (laughs) 
I also like the flavor text on this one that says, basically, we turn a bunch of little lightnings into one big lightning. Yes. This this sounds like an infomercial sales pitch. Like you've got yeah. you've got the guy from Slap Shop so, going down. So basically, down. we turn, we turn <laughs> a bunch of little lightnings so basically, into one big lightning. Yeah. What we're doing here is yeah. so you got oh, your uh, little lightnings, yeah. right? You got a little lightning over here, a little lightning over here. What are you gonna do with little lightnings? Nothing. <laughs> so you take all your little lightnings, you gather them all together, and bam, one big lightning. It's like a Jerry Vaitman electrodominance. <laughs> oh no. Oh, we can't explain Jerry Vapeman, but uh, moving on. Uh, things to note about this very cool card. Um, if the target you choose for to deal X damage to uh, becomes illegal, uh, it, the, the card does not resolve, and you do not get to, get, get to cast a card from your hand, which is very sad. Um, it also says, cast, you may cast a card with converting mana cost X or less from your hand, um, which means you cannot play a land. Uh, if all right, this is this is the piece that that I am going to have trouble explaining. So I might need a hand. Okay. Uh, if the tar- your chosen target is dealt lethal damage, it's still going to be on the battlefield while you're casting the card from your hand because you are still resolving electric right. dominance. Um, and that creature you are dealing or target you are le- dealing lethal damage. Maybe a legal target for whatever you are casting. Yeah, from your if you hand. want it to be for something, it will not die. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. If if you if you need to choose a target for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where I get confused is if it has any abilities that trigger while you cast that spell. Those abilities will trigger, but won't resolve until after the target yeah, has so, died. So what that basically means is, let's say that this creature has an ability that says, uh, whenever your opponent casts a spell you gain one life uh oh so it, those those will still trigger because the creature is still yeah, there but the, but the creature but will die the target will be dead yep okay so if i was it, trying it, it, it to think of, of a boost too whenever your opponent casts a spell time? if your opponent casts a spell it gets plus one plus one until end of turn yeah but that's not going to be relevant if it's dead Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that, you might think that it's like, oh well, that's going to save it. Oh yeah, it won't save it. it. Won't. You're right. Right. Because it's not going to trigger until after the things are right. Yeah, it won't resolve until it's well. Done. It it will trigger, mm-hmm. but it won't. It would do nothing go, when it resolves. We will not be able to do anything because the right. We'll check state based actions. The thing mm-hmm. will die. Um, additional notes. Uh, when you are casting that card from your hand, uh, you are ignoring timing restrictions. Um, you also cannot wait to cast the card later. You have to cast it as the uh, spell is resolving. Um, you cannot play pay alternative costs. You can pay additional costs, like Kicker, or anything uh, that say says when you cast this, like something things that where you have to pay the additional costs, you still have to pay the additional costs, like... Uh, Bankrupt in blood says sacrifice two creatures as an additional cost. You still have to pay those. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we say in every release notes episode, because this comes up at every single event, um, if the card you are trying to cast from your hand has X in its mana cost, you have to choose zero. You can't pick a a bigger cost. Unfortunately, that is true. Sad day. There, you don't get to say. Uh, my my X spell in my hand. I I have another electro dominance in my hand, so I can cast that one 
for X equals I can do this, right? No, that 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 doesn't work. That sounds too good to be true. Well, guess what? Conveniently, it is. Next, we have my favorite art in the set. Oh, this is oh, this is good art. Uh, Mm -hmm. it it is the card is called Eyes Everywhere, and you have to say it like that in a slightly paranoid kind of. You gotta have the fear. Yeah, like like you can say when you go to cast it. When you go to cast it, I need you to like shiftily look around and in a nervous goes. (laughs) There's eyes everywhere, and then you play it. You could you could do it um, the other way too. You could you could do it in a uh, just you just crazed like there are eyes everywhere. Get them off! Get them off! Get, get them off. off! What? There's a- either way. You cannot be a normal person it's while always, playing this card. It's always looking at me. It's always watching. So eyes everywhere for two and a blue. It's an enchantment. That's a different card, Brian. What's that? Always watching. Well, I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, fair enough. You got me. Oh. <laughs> I, I was going for that that old lady in Monsters Inc. reference, but I, I stumbled into a magic card. Ooh. Um so it's an enchantment that has the ability at the beginning of your upkeep, uh scry one. Cool. So okay. some eyes, I get it. Se- cool. Seems, yeah, some eyes, cool. So it's a it's repeatable repeatable scry. It's uncommon, pretty good. Then for five and a blue, exchange control of eyes everywhere and target non land permanent. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. Um so the effect, so basically you're going to pay six mana and you get to swap eyes everywhere with something else, a non-land, another non-land permanent. This effect lasts indefinitely. It doesn't wear off at the, during the cleanup step. It doesn't expire if eyes everywhere leaves the battlefield or the permanent you exchange with. It's done is done. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing uh, uh, about it is that eyes everywhere, uh, as eyes everywhere's last uh, eyes everywhere's, as eyes, <laughs> eyes everywhere's, is it eyes everywhere's or eyes everywhere? Yeah, so eyes is everywhere. Eyes is, eyes is every everywhere, every which ways. <laughs> eyes, eyes is every which ways. As eyes is everywhere's last ability resolves. Eyes everywhere must be on the battlefield, and the non and the non-land permanent must still be a, a legal target. If either one of these things isn't true, the ability does nothing. So, in order in order for the exchange to happen, like both things still have to be there and be legal and able to able to swap these. Now, one thing that's kind of interesting is it says activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. That line's in there because if it wasn't. You could do some weird things. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So you could activate it, and then in response to the activation, activate it again. Okay. And then what would, ha- <laughs> and then what would happen is, well, we'll leave that as a, as a, as an exercise for the, you know, for the fellow, the fellow rules nerds who are listening to the podcast, but just work out what you think would happen yeah, this, if you were able to do that. This gets really fun with, that you with copying activated do. abilities. What's that? This gets really fun when you copy activated abilities here. Yes, it can do that also. Yes. Is it Rings of Bright Hearth? Is that the one that does that, or is it? Uh, yeah, I believe uh, yeah, that does. Activated abilities or triggered abilities? It's, well, one of them is active. I think Strionic Resonators the tri- triggered abilities one. Strionic Resonators is the triggered ability. All right. Uh, Rings of Bright Hearth is whenever you play an activated yeah, ability. Yeah, so you right. can copy it and have all kinds of fun with this. Well, all right. There you go. We're not we're not forbidding anybody from trying to figure that out. It's a fun one. <laughs> Uh, that moves us to uh, Forbidding Spirit. Uh, Forbidding Spirit says, when it enters the battlefield, until your next turn, creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller pays two for each of those creatures. 
Uh, basically, th- this is a triggered ability that modifies the rules of the game in how they work ag- around attacking. Uh, so what's weird about this, we were talking earlier about the minus two, minus two from uh, the, the, the cry... Cry of the Cry of the Carnarium. Cry of the Carnarium. I was looking for that word, Carnarium. Cry of the Carnarium earlier, how minus two, minus two doesn't affect new creatures that enter the battlefield. Well, this uh, effect doesn't affect creatures. It affects the game rules. So this doesn't really, even though it's a triggered ability, when we get to the declare attacker step, it doesn't care whether the creatures entered the battlefield after that. Uh, ability resolved or not, they won't be able to attack unless the the uh, opponent pays two. Um, while its effect is in effect, your opponents can choose not to pay to attack with a creature that says it attacks if able. So if something has to attack, they actually doesn't have to attack in this case because they can't be forced to pay the cost. Sweet. Uh, we talked about this a few episodes ago when talking mm-hmm. about combat. Uh, there is something interesting about that, though, uh, that, that will come up into a giant with this, is that if it attacks if able, it will still have to attack your teammate. <laughs> which is functionally like right. attacking you. Or, or a planeswalker controlled not. by your teammate. Yep. Um, which is a little weird, but... Uh, oh, yeah. You thought I couldn't attack you, but I still got all of these. If Forbidding Spirit leaves the battlefield, this effect is still applying until the end of its duration, which is until your next turn. And again, in Two-Headed Giant... Uh, a thing that matters is that the creatures can attack your, your teammate and planeswalkers uh, without paying, um, or sorry, your teammate and your teammates planeswalkers without paying the required mana cost because only, it only applies to yours. Yep. Anything else we want to say about this very confusingly named card because I want to say it's foreboding or forbidden, but not forbidding. Uh, the, the spirit is forbidding you to pass. It's, it's the ghost of Gandalf the, the Grey. <laughs> Just, you shall not pass. <laughs> the flavor text says you'll They're respect telling me the debt. That I cannot pass. <laughs> I think I think when you pronounce it, though, you gotta leave off the G. Forbidden? forbidden spirit. It's a forbidden spirit. That's a different name. It's a forbidden spirit. It's forbidden spirit. It's forbidden. Well, That's pretty forbidden. Yeah. It is. It's, it's real forbidden. Forbidden. How, I'm really curious how long y'all go, <laughs> go on with well, that. Can, like, if how, you say it right, it many... could mean for business. Forbiddenness. Oh, boy. Yeah. So um, y'all are lighting up the stage for me to talk about something else right now. Nope. No, that didn't work. That's really okay. Sorry. I do like rate. all of these stage-themed <laughs> cards, like Captive Audience, Light Up the I Stage. Do uh, there's a Clear the Stage. It's all I very, think, like, a, this uh, one. Like, all these yeah. Rakdos. Well, Footlight Fiend is a little, a little demon that lives in the lights at the foot yeah. of the stage. Yeah, well, carna- uh, carnarium is is a kind of a cool word too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we talk about how how Rakdos is inherently just like spooky and scary, but like it's it's this like theater theme they've got going on is really cool. Um, at any rate, light up the stage is a sorcery uh, for two and red with a spectacle cost of just a single red mana. That says, exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. Um, we were discussing timing restrictions earlier. Uh, light up the stage does not change when you can cast your these uh, exiled, or sorry, play the exiled cards. Um, so if you exile a sorcery, you can still only cast it during your main phase when the stack is empty. And this one, because it says play... 
you can play the land. But again, you can only play it during your main phase. And if you have not played a land, or I guess if you have uh, an Oracle of Moldiah, if you haven't played two <laughs> lands. Um, uh, if you are casting the your exiled cards, uh, it is no longer exiled. You are moving the card out of the exile zone, casting it and putting it wherever it goes from there. So you aren't, it doesn't let you play the card multiple times. Um, if you don't cast your, or if you don't play your exiled cards, they stay in exile. All right. Who's on to Pestilence Spirit? This gross friend. What? I said this gross friend. I love this pretty gross. I love this card. I looked at this card and said, ooh, Pestilence. Uh, for two and a black, <laughs> it is a three two with, men- <laughs> it, with menace and death touch. Okay, sounds pretty cool. It's got menace and it's got death touch, so it's uh, it's uh, it's gonna be killing some stuff when uh, when you block it. Um, it also has an yeah. ability. Uh, now we've we've seen uh, uh, cards that give instant and sorcery spells lifelink, and we've uh-huh. joked about in the past uh, cards that give instant and sorcery spells trample, but we've never had a card before that gives instant and sorcery spells you control death touch. Super cool. This is really cool. Uh, I'm really, really happy. So, so what this what this means is is the instant or sorcery spell must actually deal damage to the creature for it to be destroyed. Okay, not just target it. It's like, ooh, I'll give it plus one. Give target creature plus one plus oh. It's got death touch. It's dead. No, it's got to right. do like it's got to ping it for at least one damage unless you're playing unsets, and then you can do it for a half damage. Um, <laughs> Uh, simply targeting simply targeting creatures not enough. If the spell instructs you uh, instructs another object to deal damage, uh, like that creature, like a fight or something like that, like two creatures are going to fight, or that creature deals damage to its power to another creature, that's not an instant or sorcery spell dealing the damage that 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 doesn't have death touch. Uh-huh. Um, also, uh, dealing zero damage uh, isn't. Dealing damage, so you so can't fireball be like, for zero doesn't yeah. kill things with this. Fireball for zero, get because there. death touch makes one damage lethal damage. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's it. Pestilence spirit, uh, coolest card in the set by far, no question. Uh, I don't believe that, Brian, but I, I understand th- where you're coming from. You're probably like I, any simic card, like <laughs> like the worst simic common is is still like head and shoulders <laughs> above a uh, pestilence spirit. Uh, so the next card, uh, in the set I really like because I learned something from this card, uh, that I, that I didn't know. I, I had never thought about it, but I didn't know. Uh, so the next card is Priest of the Forgotten Gods. Priest of the Forgotten Gods has an activated ability that has a cost of tapping it and sacrificing two other creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life and sacrifice a creature. You add black, black to your mana pool and draw a card. Um, so you can activate this ability without choosing any targets if you if you want to. Obviously, you still have to sacrifice creatures to do it, and you'll still add the mana to your mana pool and draw a card. Um, you can also target players who can't sacrifice a creature. Those players will still lose two life. Um, however, here's what's interesting about this. Uh, because it might have targets, because it may have targets... The ability isn't a mana ability, even if you choose not to give it any targets. 
Uh, so normally you'd be huh. like, oh, well, it, you know, a mana ability is an ability that makes mana and doesn't have targets and isn't a loyalty ability. Um, th- this is a, this is not a mana ability, even if you choose not to target any players with it. Because uh, it so could it, have targets? Because it could have targets. It uses the stack and can be responded to even if there were no targets chosen for the ability. That's very cool. It makes sense, but it's not a thing I'd ever considered before. Uh, I don't think it didn't exist. I don't think it existed before. Like a, a need to make that distinction. Yeah, probably not. But like so, because that's I mean, it may make sense because of the fact that choosing whether or not you're targeting anything is is part of the step of act, steps of activating the abilities, which immediately follows put it on the stack. Yeah, I uh, I think it's I think it's also consistent in the fact that I don't you don't want an ability to sometimes it uses the stack and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a neat, cool thing. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a cool thing. All right. right what else have, oh, what else have we got? One, this one, this one, uh, it's a hefty one. Tasa, Tasa Karlov. I'm going to run with that. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, for two white and a black, uh, she is a two, four, uh, legendary creature, whom you're human advisor. Human. Human. I said humor. I combine human advisor into one word. <laughs> Legendary creature humor. She she tells jokes. Um, the Orsov gets really depressing, and so <laughs> they need somebody to kind of lighten the the mood. So they brought yeah. her over from the uh, Cranarium. Carnarium. Carnarium. Anyway, anyway uh, she has um, two fun abilities. Uh, one is funner than the other in a rules sense. Um, if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. And creature creature tokens you have uh, control have vigilance and lifelink. All right, so let's talk about that first one there. If a creature dying, okay, causes a triggered ability on a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So the first thing is um, the, the creature with the trigger, the creature with the ability that triggers, or the permanent with the ability that triggers, might not be on the thing that that died, okay? Uh, so I might have a, a, a creature that says, whenever another creature dies, do mm-hmm. X, or X happens. Well, that's a creature dying, causing a triggered ability uh, to trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a copy of the ability. Um, it It's a second ability. It triggers, and then it triggers again. So you get you know, mm-hmm. so so any choices uh, if there's like a modal trigger or something like that you get to make choices twice you get to you get to uh, target other things um, an ability that triggers when a creature leaves the battlefield will trigger twice uh, if that creature leaves the battlefield um, by dying so if I have something that says when I die or you know this, when you leave the battlefield yeah something um, that, that like if it would trigger. If it says that, it'll trigger once when it like is returned to your hand, but twice when it dies. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, so if if it leaves the battlefield and then it it dies, but the triggered ability is whenever this leaves the battlefield, do X. Uh, you're gonna get that twice if it leaves the battlefield by dying. If it by leaves dying, the battlefield, yeah. yeah. If it leaves the battlefield by bounce back to your hand, you only get the one time. Right, or exile, um, or or whatever. Right, um, an ability that triggers. An ability that triggers on an event that causes a creature to die uh, doesn't trigger twice. Uh, so, for example, if an ability uh, that triggers whenever you sacrifice a creature, um, that's going to trigger only once. 
So what happens here is um, if you have an ability that says whenever you sacrifice a creature um, and a creature gets sacrificed, yeah, it's it's dying, uh, but you the the trigger isn't triggering when a creature dies. It's triggering when you sacrifice a creature. Um, so in that particular case, you don't have uh, a, a creature dying uh, isn't causing that triggered ability. It's it's whenever you sacrifice a creature. Uh, that can be confusing because those things are, they feel like they're kind of the same. Right. Um, and it's different. I just want to point out that it's different from the one we just mentioned where if it, something leaves the battlefield by dying, it does work. And that's because leaves the battlefield is a zone change trigger, just like it, it, it knows that it died. Whereas when you sacrifice something, it doesn't know where it went. So it doesn't know if it died. It so know. the... Uh the next thing is you want to look at each creature as it existed on the battlefield, uh, taking into account like continuous effects and stuff like that. So if you have a land that has become a creature and it dies, okay, then if you have any ability that triggers when something dies, you, it's going to trigger twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to be like, well, you know, it was it was a creature on the battlefield. It's not a creature but it's, in the graveyard. It's not a creature in the graveyard. But leaves leaves the battlefield triggers always kind of look back in time like to right mm-hmm. before they happened to see what the state of the creature was so or the, what the state of the object was so in that particular case it's gonna it's gonna peek back on the battlefield and see that it was still uh, a creature yeah this card is a master class in in zone change triggers really like we could we could probably go really in depth on this yeah there's there's so much going on with this card yeah all right um and Here's the easiest part of it. If you somehow control two tases uh, and a creature dying uh, causes uh, something to trigger, you're going to get it three times, uh, not four. So it's yeah, it's not doubling them. It's just adding. You're right? adding just, an you're additional plus one. one. So so you've got two, so you're going to get three. Yeah. Yep. If you <laughs> manage to have three tases, you'll get four, so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to get uh, for... For the number of tases you yeah, had, for n tases, you get yeah, n plus n one. Tases, you're going to get n plus one triggers. <laughs> um, it's a mathematical proof. Uh, it works for all values of n. Uh, no, only this value of tasa, though, actually, because there are <laughs> there are other tases. Oh, um, fair enough. All right, and <laughs> and an ability. There are um, two others. An ability of um, <clears throat> an ability of a permanent. That triggers when a card is put into the graveyard, air quotes, from anywhere, uh, triggers twice, only if Tesa and that permanent are both still on the battlefield immediately after the creature has died. Okay. Um, and that's and that's because when we talked about uh, leaves the battlefield triggers, they look like they, they, they peer back a second to see what it was right before they left the battlefield from anywhere you know, put into the graveyard from anywhere triggers, those uh, look right after the fact, right after uh, uh, the creature's dead. They, they in fact, uh, uh, kind of trigger from, you know, I'm speaking slightly imprecise here, but they trigger from the graveyard. So that's why Tesa and that permanent both still have to be on the battlefield, because if they were all put in the graveyard at the same time, the triggering from anywhere doesn't look back to see what it was right before it happened. It looks at things right now, and everything's right. dead. And and more importantly, uh, in addition to that, uh, the 
the ability has to be on another permanent because Taysen needs an ability triggering from a permanent. And in the case where it's triggering from itself on going to the graveyard from anywhere, it's triggering, as you said, from the graveyard. It is no longer a permanent when the triggered ability triggers. <laughs> we haven't said triggering and permanent enough. <laughs> um. No, I, th- I think we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, um, like- well, then. I think we could probably Let, count. Stop. And <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I uh, if you have gotten this far in the episode with us, uh, I, I really appreciate it. Either you are you are uh, dedicated, uh, really bored, or are somehow truly a captive audience. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I think it's funny. You're just you're just like you're like. I would like to thank you. I would like to compliment your fortitude. Right. Yeah. It's it, these your episodes commitment. are always long, especially. Episodes where we have five new mechanics to go over. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate both of my hosts for being here. Uh, I would like to remind everybody, uh, if you are new to JudgeCast because you like to listen to release notes episodes or just li- listen to these ones, we also have lots of good episodes about all kinds of rules topics and tournament policy topics. You can find all of that at JudgeCast.com. You can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and we also have a Learn to Judge section on our website. You can contact us at JudgeCast at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Facebook and Twitter. And that being said, I'd just like to say that I'm Jess Dunks, and I keep it fair. I'm Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep it open paren, fair, plus fun, close paren, plus one, for any value of fair or fun. <laughs> <laughs>